about the season ahead. I have a tiny, tiny bit of housekeeping for this season. What I really want to encourage you to do is head over to my webpage, which is www.jodiannepsychicmedium.com. I have a form there to sign up for my newsletter. The reason is I've got a few series coming out this season. I have some plans this season and the newsletter will have some downloadable content in it. I don't want you to miss that downloadable content, okay? Join the Earbud Coven by subscribing and by signing up for our newsletter. Today's episode is a Tarot Talk episode. We made it through quite a bit of the Tarot deck last season. Remember, we're going through the High Arcana, and this episode will have a compendium on the YouTube channel. Links are always in the show notes, but if you Google the witching half hour or so videos, it does come up really fast. The channel is called Tarot Talks, but it's really hard to find. It doesn't seem to come up. There's a lot of tarot readers out there on YouTube. Again, if you subscribe, it'll help other people find us. I do do my best to put up a monthly tarot forecast on there or tarot reading on there for you guys for everyone in the coven so that we can all work together on our self growth and know what's coming up and have a look at what our month is going to look like. Being January, one was going up this month, which is a whole yearly forecast. I'm not sure if it if I will get it out before January 1st or in that first week. Like everyone, I get a little overwhelmed with the holidays and I get really busy. My plan is to have it out though in early in the first half of January so that it'll be live on YouTube for you so you can have a look at it as you go into the new year with all your beautiful seeds to plant as the days get a bit longer and the energy of building comes and the energy of of seed planting comes that we'll have some idea of the energy we're working with in each month. Okay, so the ninth card of the High Arcana is the Hermit card. This is a really neat card. It's interesting to me because it has not really changed. If you look at the Hermit card, I find it has one of the most steady art. I'm just I'm just flipping a book right now. You might hear it. I want to look at my card. Whether we're looking at the Rider White Smith deck, the Tarot de Marseille, any rendition of the Tarot, the Hermit seems to be such a steady steady card. So we'll probably spend less time talking about the artwork, which you all know will make me so sad because I love talking about the artwork in these cards and talking a little bit more about the divination and the divinary meanings of this card and how it comes up. So the hermit, the card is an old man. And yes, some decks do change that. And we have fully female decks or we have animal decks or whatever. Typically, it's an old man. 
And it's quite a trope because it really brings about those ideas of an old hermity man. If you would think about those monks that used to be like isolated and like walled up in monk holes in, I don't know what century that was. I'm, I'm going to look that up and I'm going to put it in here. So it's this interesting kind of archetypical trope of isolation bringing forward or causing, isolation, I guess, causing spiritual awakening and spiritual growth. Now, when we talk about the higher arcana, I'm always talking about it as the arc of the fool and how the fool's journey is contained within the higher arcana. And I was taught to break it down into groups of seven. So we're in the second set of seven. So these lessons relate to our second initiation in witchcraft. This isn't our first level of knowledge. We are in this next set of knowledge. Just as card number two, the high priestess, is about our wisdom, our intuition, tuning into the divine, the second card of this set, the ninth card, is about our internal intuitions, our connections to the divine, and we're looking at it through a typically masculine lens. Again, not our physical body masculine, but in those polarities that do tend to exist in old esoteric teachings, right? So getting into the spiritual learning in that airy space versus the high priestess is that real watery intuition, right? What I find really interesting, and this is something it took me a long time to notice actually, is pretty much every card you see, this hermit is wearing this beautiful cloak. Oh, let me describe him. I, I keep getting into things and forgetting to describe him. So we have our beautiful hermit and he's always in a cloak, right? He's in your typical Merlin cloak. Sometimes he's holding a stick. I've seen him holding a, almost like um, a scythe-shaped stick, but he's always carrying a lantern. So the lantern is often being held by his hand up or the lantern is on the end of a stick. So a lantern is part of the main imagery, the cloak and this hermit. There's usually nothing else in the card. There has been in some decks like a snake under his foot. There has been in some cards like water or sometimes he's in fog you know, one of the elements can sometimes be present, but typically it's just this guy just sit standing there. Now the cloak, what's really interesting about the cloak, and it took me years to see this, is that the cloak is a dark color on the outside, often blue. It can be brown or black. And as he lifts up his hand, either holding that stick or holding that lantern, you can see the inside of his cloak and the inside of his cloak is a different color, a lighter color than the outside of his cloak. And that's where your symbology comes in here. The hermit is doing the internal work. He's going deep within himself. He has the wisdom of the first initiations. He has the first step of wisdom. So he's going deeper into a second level of reflection and learning. The hermit has already mastered 
the first degree of his ego. He knows how to be quiet and still and listen for divine guidance. He, and that's what the light is, right? He's already holding that lantern up. He possesses the lantern. He can see into the shadowy depths of his own soul. He can see to the deeper lessons behind the chaos that is happening in his life. The hermit is a representation of our deep inherent wisdom. When we are aligned, grounded, still, and quiet, we can attune to our deep wisdoms. And then when we look at the symbology of a lantern, it's the same idea of light. We can never defeat darkness. It is always there. We just need to bring light to a situation. We need to bring enlightenment in the deepest, darkest recesses of our soul. There is no denying them, but to understand them, we must walk into those places from a place of light, a place of non-judgment, a place of curiosity, a place of wanting understanding. And that's the whole idea of the light. The, The hermit shines the light on all of our problems so that we can see the patterns behind the problems. We can see the shadow. The closer you bring the light to your problem, the easier it is to see the shadow, right? You'll see the exact shadow that is being cast so that you can work on those aspects as they come up for you. And again, I'm going to reiterate that last piece of symbology that is often missed is that the inside of the cloak is always a different color than the outside. This is an inside job. We are not worried about the surface layers. We are not worried about the mundane. We are not worried about the top edges in this card. We are looking to the deepness. We are looking underneath the layer, underneath our shields, underneath to the subconscious, to what is underneath. That is where the light is shining. That's what's being illuminated. When this card comes up in a spread, it is often talking about going internal, looking deeper than the first level, sitting in quiet contemplation, waiting for guidance and knowledge to come forth naturally through stillness and contemplation. Sometimes when it comes up, depending on the other cards supporting it, it can point to a, a querent or or a client moving into a space of being taught. They're going to find a mentor. They're going to have someone come to them. Someone in their life can represent the hermit. And remember, this happens with all of our high arcana cards. They can come forward as themselves, as the archetype energy that we as a person are being asked to step into. The ones that show a physical human on them, they also can come to us and be representing a person that's going to come into our life. Just because the hermit in the picture is male does not mean that you're looking for a male guide or teacher. I don't think I even have to put that in here, but the hermit card is about a teacher coming. Just like all the other cards, it's true with the hermit. When the hermit card shows up, it could be that the person you're reading for 
is struggling with something and someone is coming to guide them. They're going to be getting a mentor. They're going to be getting someone to teach them how to wrestle with whatever problem they're they're looking to fix by coming and getting a reading from you or looking for insight in by coming and getting a reading from you. So that teacher will be right in that vein that they're asking about. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. What else can I tell you about the hermit? Oh, I got to look up those monks. Hang on. Okay, I went and looked this up because I, I remember reading about it and it it plays into the idea of the archetype of the hermit and how it is and how it is held in our collective conscience. So for real, there were hermits back in the like the 1700s, like the 18. Okay, so back in the 1800s, very wealthy people would hire someone to live in their garden as a hermit. They would hire these these gentlemen and often they tended the garden and took care of the garden but they lived kind of back on their estate in a hermitage hole and that's part of where this archetype of a hermit comes from now there's another connection um, in history between hermitage and prophets and i was searching and searching in google and i couldn't quite find it but there is in the catholic religion there is a kind of practice of prophetess people. And I think this is back in the 15th century and I'm going to just babble a bit and then I'm going to look it up for you because I've been trying to search it on Google. And anyway, in the older times, prophets would choose to live like in a monk hole or a hermitage hole inside a mausoleum. And they had very limited connection with people And they felt that that gave them space to have a deeper connection with spirit. So you take all those interesting kind of collective ideas about hermitage, isolation, being alone and away from our peers and how it connects you to higher understanding and higher connection with spirit and a deepening of the understanding of the mysteries of the world. And that's the energy behind this card. Okay that whole idea of going deep within yourself so that you can find the truth and understand the mysteries of the universe. Okay, I paused you again and went and deep dived into Google again. So what I found is what, so I found what I was looking for. So if you want to know more about like this collective idea of hermits, you can actually Google hermits or Catholic hermits, and it comes up with a Wikipedia page, and you can see some of the history behind religious isolation so that you can become closer to God. Even though this is a pagan podcast, what you will find on Google easily is the Christian aspect of these practices. And then, um, yeah, so the person I was thinking of was from the Middle Ages. So she was born in like the 1400s and she was called Julianne of Norwich and she was a woman who lived in isolation and she was a prophetess and she had deep deep visions and wrote all kinds of really beautiful things but she totally lived in isolation wow that was a big digression hey that's a long way from the tarot the interesting aspect is that or the thread that I'm going to try and pick up here is that the archetypes we deal with in the tarot 
are in our collective conscience, right? That all of the these ideas that come up through these cards and the ideas that come forward and the meanings behind them, even though it's a cult and even though it's like hidden and there's multiple layers to these decks and multiple layers to these cards, the foundations for the meanings behind them we can find in our history and in our culture and in our beliefs. So the hermit card really is about all those ideas to do with being a hermit, isolated, alone, learned, like that real Merlin-y kind of character who is elder and long-bearded and deep-wrinkled and wise. And if you really want to get into it, like in our pop culture, the most readily hermit we have other than Merlin at our fingertips to think about is Yoda, right? He lived out there on Dagobah all by himself. He was almost crazy. You know, the way you first meet him, he seems almost, almost senile. He seems almost senile and almost silly, right? He comes across as this funny little creature who's like, wants the candy from R2-D2, but really he has such deep knowledge and deep understanding and deep connection. And he gets that from being alone, right? And of course, in the new movies, you have Luke as well out on that weird island with the blue milk. This seems to be an episode where I'm digressing a lot, guys. (laughs) The other aspect I want to talk about is the color of this card. One of the things I've noticed with Hermit cards, in most decks, it's blue. There's usually an element of blue and white and yellow. Um, I mean, like sometimes you get greens and whites or you get grays and browns. But I don't think in my memory, as I'm thinking of all the cards I know, that I've ever seen warm colors in the Hermit card, right? Like it's always blues. Um, The only warm color is the yellow of the lantern or the oranges of the lantern. There's often water or snow present, really tuning into the elemental energies of winter, of quieting, of stilling, of the underworld, of going deep within ourselves. But I I don't think I know of a deck where there are reds or oranges in the hermit card, occasionally greens. So we want to look at what does that symbolize, right? So we're talking about a really airy card. Even if we look at the aspect of water, we're talking about the subconscious emotions, not the, not the tears. It's, it's the working through the emotions. Even when we look at a few of the cards that have a real watery element, a real emotional look to the hermit card, the hermit is unaffected by the water. He stands firm in the water. He manages the water. Like there is one card, I hope I can find it, where all this water is flowing up around the hermit, almost like a, a wave and or a tidal crash, and the hermit is solid in it, right? The energy of the hermit is very grounded, no matter what kind of element is flowing around him, whether it's a hurricane or whether it's a a tidal wave, the hermit finds the eye of the storm, the stillness, and understands the way things flow. 
That's the power of it. The power of the hermit card is the power of reflection and choosing when we act. It's wisdom. Okay. Well, I think that sums up the the hermit card. So as always, I hope this helps you in your understanding of the tarot. It's a pretty straightforward card for such a deep, deep, meaningful card. The symbology is really straightforward. I'm going to pull out, I'm going to look through my decks. I know I have at least one that has, um, for our YouTube, I'm going to have a deep dive into my decks and I'm going to look for cards that don't have the traditional man with lantern and see if I can find those for you and pull them up and see if we can look on those together, have a look at the artwork and see what other symbology we can see is woven into them. So that YouTube will go live at the same time as this podcast. They always have slightly different information in them. And I do record the YouTube because it's really hard to talk about art just with audio. So I always wanna give you guys a visual companion to these tarot lessons. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast. I am on Instagram as Sprite Made Soaps. I am on TikTok. You can find links to get a reading with me at com. It has links to all the things I'm doing as well. It's been lovely spending this time with you in your earbuds, my beautiful ones. And I hope to catch up with you soon. Feel free to message me, drop me a DM, hang out with me, give me some feedback. I'm really excited to be doing this and I hope to see you soon for another witching half hour or so. I'm saying this right.